Today, as he entered the break room, Eli found a teary-eyed receptionist seated at a small table in the center of the room. Judy Graves was consoling her. Betty, don't let him get to you like this. You know how that bastard is. You are the best receptionist we've ever had. The man just hates life, and he takes it out on the rest of us. Hearing someone enter, Judy looked up and saw the managing partner. I'm sorry, Mr. Campbell, but the man is an animal. Something really needs to be done about him. Campbell did not have to ask who they were talking about. He had overheard the exchange between Burroughs and Sims. He knew the man was an asshole. As managing partner, he had given each member of the executive committee a copy of the Harvard Business Review essay by Stanford professor Robert Sutton, in which Sutton spelled it out. Office bullies aren't just a nuisance, but a serious and costly threat to employee morale and business success. To Campbell, that meant Burroughs was costing the partners money. He was putting the future of the firm at risk. Nevertheless, the executive committee lacked the courage or fortitude to do anything about Burroughs. They always pointed to the business he brought into the firm. Campbell understood that each had mentally calculated the impact on their personal income if that business went away. They, however, had not calculated the downside, the even greater cost of high-staff turnover, the loss of needed talent as young associates bailed out to go elsewhere, or the impact on recruitment. Word had gotten out, and the firm was no longer able to attract the best candidates coming out of the Vanderbilt or University of Tennessee law schools. Campbell had commanded men in battle. He had made life-and-death decisions on the spot and carried them out quickly. Even after 15 years as a lawyer, including five as managing partner, he still wasn't accustomed to dealing with people who couldn't or wouldn't make a decision. He found ways to get around such people, to take the actions he considered necessary. He would do that in this case as well. He just hadn't decided how, yet. Judy turned her back to Campbell and walked to the coffee bar to begin preparing the new cup of coffee her boss had demanded. She was thinking of her grandmother, Peaches, who had worked all those years in the kitchen of that man she hated so completely. Peaches used to laugh and tell Judy stories about how she and other household staff got even with the Lord of the House, as her grandmother called him. That is what Burroughs was to Judy. Here she was, a highly paid legal secretary, fetching coffee for her Lord of the House. She muttered under her breath, Yes, Master Burroughs, I'll fetch your coffee for you. She filled the cup with hot water to warm the china. She emptied it, then filled it with coffee from the insulated dispenser, added half a pack of the yellow sweetener, and just a splash of half and half. She stirred the coffee slowly. When she saw that Campbell was busy talking to Betty, Judy added something else after she mouthed the words, this is for you, Grandmother. When she turned around, Campbell asked, Is that coffee for your boss? Yes. He rejected the first one I prepared, said it was cold and tasted like truck stop coffee. Judy shrugged her shoulders as she added, He probably won't be satisfied with this one either. Mr. Campbell, I work hard for that man. I'm good at my job, but he makes me feel terrible on a daily basis. I don't think I can do this much longer. Campbell got up and walked over to the coffee bar as he said, Judy, give me the coffee. I'll deliver it. I think it's time that Mr. Burroughs and I come to an understanding. Judy quickly replied, 
He'll have me fired, Mr. Campbell. He'll think I went to you about him. You don't need to worry about that, Judy. Campbell closed the door behind him as he entered Burroughs' office. The curmudgeon was seated behind his campaign desk reading the draft of the brief his secretary had come in early that morning to transcribe. Burroughs didn't look up until he saw the managing partner's hand placing the coffee on his desk. What the hell? Where's my secretary? Henry, it's time you and I had a little talk. 